0: That will be our, that's what our message is for this morning. Uh, Let's uh, let's bow in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for our our time together and help me to clearly share with the saints about divinely appointed witnesses, who they are, where they are, and why you have them. Thank you for that. As we look at uh, this uh, time where we look at the birth of Christ, his entrance. We pray, Lord, that you uh, help us to understand the importance of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as we uh, go forward then, <clears> the <throat> key verse, and uh, there's a lot of verses, but uh, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, meaning God has heard. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Amen. Again, we'll come back to that verse, but just kind of lead us into our thoughts for today as we look at God appointed witnesses. Okay. As we consider the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, a closer observation of the text and supporting texts creates a question. Why were they mentioned? Why were the angels mentioned? I I know that the obvious thing was, well, why were the angels mentioned? Why were the shepherds of the field and and Mary and Joseph, the couple of Nazareth, this, this wider range of individuals, why? What is God up to, and what is, has He done in the past, and what will He do in the future? And this is something we need to learn about God <laughs> and some things that we learn, we do things personally in our own lives. Okay, let's move to our next slide. Simeon, the man who waited for the Messiah, the constellation of Israel, Anna, the prophetess, the widow. Two years later, the wise men from the East. So you get the whole list there, the angels and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and Simeon and Anna, and then two years later, the wise men from from the East. You have all of these individuals coming and converging on and around this Christ child, Emmanuel. Here's answering the question. God have established witnesses and providers to validate his actions and they were mentioned so that they could receive the proper recognition. So whatever God uses, he always give them the proper rec- recognition in the process of it. And so here we find that all of these individuals in the storyline is being, being shared. Let's look at it from a practical uh, point of view. Uh, consider this: in every aspect of our life, there has been a standard of uh, method of establishing validity of any legitimate statement, claim, or activity. There must be the burden of proof. There must be a witness, receipt, or verbal confirmation. That's what you do when you go to the restaurants, what have you. You go get your food, and uh, if you if you um, if you paid and everything else before you go out of there, you got to have your receipt. OK, and the receipt validates all your actions. For marriage uh, for marriage or divorce, you got you got to have a burden approved. But uh, when it comes down to court litigations, you have to have a witness. The judge will not accept any hearsay. I think, I feel they'll throw it out every time. You have got to have a witness. Funerals, uh, the, the same way. Uh, uh, before you have a funeral the um, I hate to say but the, the the undertaker I'll come up with another name for it, but uh mortician what he does is he validates the fact that the person has died etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera, and then they can determine what causes in other words they have to be a witness before you get a death certificate. They will not give you a death certificate if they do not have a witness saying this happened. You see how we we use it every day in every situation of our lives. We have a witness for this and a witness for that. Um, in business activities, you you have to have a witness, a witness. Um, Ruth and uh, boys remember the, the whole idea with uh, Naomi and, uh, the whole idea of Boaz and the, the other kin, they had to have a witness. And he took off the shield and say, I don't want this. It said, every time there's a witness, all through scripture, you find witnesses, 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 witnesses. And God, whatever he does, he has a witness for what he has done. He has witnesses for what he's doing. And he's going to have witness for, uh, in the future for all that he has done. So, so, when we saw God appointed witnesses, it's not relegated to, to angels and, and what happened in the Old Testament. All of a sudden, we begin to see that we are witnesses. We are Jehovah, the real Jehovah witnesses. And we witness what He have done in our life. We witness how He changed our life. We witness that it was His word that changed us. We witness that He made that whole situation possible. Witnesses. The truth and witnesses. Of the validity of the word of God must not be denied, avoid, ignored, or forgotten. Okay, so then when we uh, so the Lord is telling us, you know, uh, just tell it. You uh, like the, like the shepherd, just tell it. You don't have to have an education. Don't have to have to be a pastor or have a doctorate. Just open up and just tell what this tell what the Lord have done for you. God our Father documented the witnesses and their credibility for all to read, understand, and believe. So here's here's the outline. Number one, the covenant of promise. Number two, the man of patience. Number three, the woman of prayer. Number four, the parent's performance. Well, let's, let's go through this. Look at it from... Uh, I appreciate my colleagues in, in in ministry that come from so many different ways. The Lord it made it on my heart to go this way. So the first thing we have a covenant that has been established. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant. And you and your offspring after you uh, throughout their generations." I want you to remember these verses now. Remember it because it's going to come up again. This my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your offsprings after you, every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it should be a sign of the covenant between me and you. Okay. Um, And so remember now the Lord is speaking to Abraham, and he says, there's a covenant that's going to be, as I make this promise, here's the covenant that will be made, uh, between Abraham, God, and Abraham, understand now we're under a new covenant. Okay, although we're still under Abraham, but we're under a new covenant. But understand that here we it's established about the covenant of circumcision. Okay, let's let's go on. He who is eight years a uh, days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generation neither born in your house or brought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring. But he who is born in your house shall surely be circumcised. So shall my covenant be with your flesh, an everlasting covenant, an everlasting covenant. God made a covenant with Abraham that would transform into a physical and spiritual covenant on the other side of Calvary. And so we understand whenever God does something, it is forever. Nothing can be taken away from it. Nothing can be added to it. And so with that background, then we we begin to look forward now to the Christ uh, coming as the the only begotten son, the the Christ. Well, let's go a little bit further. Consider this. Jesus' dedication accomplished several things. It validated his submission to the Abrahamic covenant. Remember, every job. Okay. Next, it validated his humanity. And you heard me say this over and over again about the um, um, about God and man. The, uh, in that uh, the word will come to me. But the, the hypostatic union. Thank you, Care. The hypostatic union between God and man. Then it validates the His abrnic lineage. They, no one can go against all of this. It's validated. It validated the extended uh, extent that the love of God will go for the redemption of man. All of this was moving for our, uh, and so then God, everything God does, he stamps it. So that it's witness, it's witness, it's witness. Lineages and everything else is for a witness as to God's what God is doing. You got me so far. if So then you understand you have to have a receipt. If you don't get a receipt, you say, well, you always ask for your receipt. Always ask for your receipt, or you will regret it. I'm not going to go on that rapid trail, but be, make sure that you do that. Okay, let's go forward the consecration, the witness of God's perpetual covenant, Luke 2. Now we move to the New Testament, Luke 2, 22. And when the time came to their pur- whatever, purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of, of the Lord, every male who, uh, who uh, first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Let me pause for just a moment here. I want you to see something in verse 22. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem. Now understand now they're in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was about 20 miles from from Bethlehem to uh, Jerusalem. Now keep that in mind. Mary and Joseph are going through a whole lot as witnesses. Uh, The the birth in in uh, in uh, Bethlehem. Now, after eight days, he had to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, circumcised. And so it wasn't a it wasn't a long trip. They had to get to they had to get to Jerusalem, and uh, really it was about twenty miles. So it wasn't a, a long time for them to travel to get there. But they made it to Jerusalem. Keep that in mind. We'll be talking about that a little bit later. Okay, let's go to the next one. Ro? The man of patience. The witness, one of the piety and patience of Simon, Uh, Simeon, I'm sorry, his profile. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, meaning God has heard. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. Simeon means God has heard. Righteous, he lived a godly life. Devout, he lived a faithful and obedient life before God. Waiting, he was dependent on God's timing. You hear what I'm saying? Depending on God's timing, uh, and so it's, and it's the uh, chaos uh, and not the chronos. We use a chronological god go on the chaos, it's God's timing, it's always perfect. Present a present, uh, presence of the Holy Spirit, he was privileged to be guided by the Holy Spirit let me just pause for a moment to understand something every one of these witnesses were credible okay all of them were credible so here are his credentials right here okay because you will find that when you see the word simeon you will not find uh, simeon too many times uh, in the bible especially in the new T- uh, testament uh, probably You'll see Simon, but not Simeon. And that's mentioned about one time, one time in the uh, New Testament. But the whole idea of this guy Simeon, that um, uh, it means that God has heard, he's righteous, he's devout, he's waiting, and the Holy Spirit is right there. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord for that. So that's one of the, another one of the witnesses that we're looking at. Let's go to the next slide his privileged and rewarding moment. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple when the parents brought in the, the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. Now, It doesn't say about Simeon whether he was a priest or whatever the case may be. Matter of fact, uh, he was led to the temple, which means that he was not in the temple. Uh, But Jerusalem was a time where there was a lot of hustle and bustle and what have you. And uh, Anyway, Simeon was there, and this man had been waiting all this time for the consolation. God, you promised it. Will it be this time? And you know what, Being, when you're in a position of hearing God, when he, does, he speaks, when you hear the Holy Spirit, move when he tells you to move. And Simeon did just that. Are you moving when the Lord tells you to do the right thing? Uh, as you wait on God, be obedient to the Holy Spirit as he leads you home. Amen? Well, this precious moment. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. The introduction of, the, of our savior was to shepherds, to virgins, by an angel, by a faithful man. You see all of the witnesses, all credible. Credible from heaven, credible from the fields, credible from, from the virtuous lives. God uses all of these witnesses to present His Son. God does not use junk, and He don't want junky lives. He wants us to witness for Him out of the pureness of your heart in your life. Okay, let's go on. That you have prepared in the presence of all people a light for the revelation of the uh, Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And Simon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is, is opposed. And a sword shall pierce through your own soul also so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. So he comes and he shares with her these words. Now, while that's happening, all of a sudden when he finished, here comes another person, the woman of praise. She lived with purpose and persistence. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Penuel. Of the tribe of Asher, she was advanced, advanced in years, having lived with her husband seventy years from the when she was a virgin. When you start doing the calculation and everything else, and he said, "Wow, uh, seventy years since she was a, a virgin," and uh, um, it, we put the numbers together, she's almost a hundred years old. So let's let's drop a few numbers. She's she's almost a hundred years old, but but she uh, she has some tragedies in her life, and then as a widow until she was 84. Wow. She did not depart from the temple worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. We want to break that down to you uh, as we go further to the next slide. Luke two, uh, 2.38 and And coming up at that very hour, she began to give Thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. Okay. Uh, Simeon was saying the consolation. She says the redemption of Israel. God's is going to redeem our people. So, a snapshot of the credibility of hers. Now, let, notice here number one, her precious memories, married for seven years. Now, usually they, they We get married around what, 13, to 15, uh, somewhere in that area, um, uh, very early uh, ages, uh, married to the husband for seven years, then you add that to it, you put about the 20, and then she was there for 84 years, her persistent prayers for 77 years in the temple. After her husband died, she did not go into a pity party, she, she went to the temple, and there she prayed for 77 years. Wow. Her praise, witnesses witnessing the, the appearance of Israel's Messiah. Her proclamation of good news. All of God's witnesses were distinguished by their piety and praise. I trust too, that if we think about our walk with the Lord, it is our witness is it known by our piety and our praise? Not only will we form our words and everything else, but by our piety and praise. Amen? Let's go on. The parents' performance. And his father and his mother marvel at what was said about him. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to the town of Nazareth. Now I, I remember when I mentioned the whole idea of Bethlehem traveling from Bethlehem to Jerusalem. Bethlehem Bethlehem to Jerusalem was twenty miles. Now get this: traveling from Nazareth to Jerusalem. Was anywhere some have said from anywhere from sixty to seventy. Uh, some say seventy-four miles, but let's say at least sixty miles. You would have to travel that; it would take a, over a week or more to get there. Tra- pacing yourself. They would travel. Get this now. After Jesus Christ was uh, was circumcised, they went back to they went to back to their hometown Nazareth, which is now sixty some mar- miles back there. That's a lot of long time isn't it? Wow get this though. when it comes down to those who will come to Jerusalem to, to feast and everything else those special time God gave a, a a limit as to a perimeter as to how far out you before you don't have to come and usually it was in and this is roughly uh, I think it's about 25 miles it's over 25 miles let's put it out right there then he had another provision. Mary and Joseph traveled 77 miles every time, every time to offer the Lord and will bring their whole family. You see how faithful these folks were with the Messiah? Jesus Christ, when he was uh, uh, roughly about eight years old, he's there at, at the temple questioning and everything. And they had to travel. And they said, well, what happened? They traveled that long distance. That was a faithful family. And they had a good testimony. Regardless of what people might be whispering behind their back, they had a good testimony. And I say that God wants us to have a good testimony as we look at our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mary have done their part, and the the shepherds have done their part, and everybody have done their part. Now it's in our hands. And we look at what folks say Christmas and uh, holiday. No, It's a time that believers set aside, a time that we recognize our Savior, God promised, the Messiah, the Jesus Hamashiach, has come, and we worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen? So, with that said, the covenant procedure, at the end of eight days, when the he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angels before he was conceived in the womb. Now, the reason I said that, remember, we talked about covenant earlier. Let's look at Romans. Here's what Romans says Romans 15 8 For I tell you that Christ became a servant, remember that, to the circumcision to show God's truthfulness. See, see what's happening here in order to. Conform to the promises given to the patriarchs. So then, Romans says here's the reason the whole idea of circumcision was to validate God's truthfulness, his commitment to servanthood, his course of action through circumcision to validate God's truthfulness, his confirmation of the promises. God is a promise keeper. Amen. And I praise the Lord that he's a promise. And if he he kept his promise that long, then the same promises that he said then he has in his word is for us to glean on and feed on and embrace and live by. And that song says standing on the promises of God. I trust that you're doing the same. May may this be a very meaningful Christmas. Uh, Some folks say Mary. You can't have Mary unless you have me meaningful. Um, and so we trust that we will have that meaningful Christmas. Well, with that said, we, uh, we move on. One last thing. If this world grows darker, the harvest is ripe, but ripe, but the, the labor are few. Witnesses are still in high demand. It is not based on your status in life, but on the spiritual condition of your heart. Let's put together a few soul searching statements of purpose. Number one, the level of my commitment to the will of God is, oh, I'm not gonna put it out, you write the rest. (laughs) What's the the level of yours is, you write it out. Next, the two top priorities that govern my thoughts and lifestyles are, identify them. If you don't know, It won't go, all right? Be a little forward there. Okay, then next, I believe that my witness for God is driven by. What is your witness driven by? What are people impacted by? What do they see? God's word is full of witnesses. In the Old Testament, New Testament, when you look at Revelation, God have witnesses. He has the, the witnesses uh, during the tribulation time. He has the witnesses. We are divinely, divinely appointed witnesses. Let us do this on the highest level of excellence. Amen. Let's follow the word of prayer. Father God, thank you for our time together. Thank you for the fact that um, Now the the spotlight is on us. You've done most of the things that need to be done. Uh, Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary saying, it is finished. It was witnessed. Everything was witnessed, Lord. There's no doubt about it. It was not a swoon theory. He died. Um, And so, Lord, I just thank you. And now it's our turn. I pray, Lord, that whatever is keeping us from being uh, faithful uh, witnesses, help us, Lord, to um, put them out of the way. Help us to walk in the Spirit, which would make us not only faithful, but impactful witnesses with our lives, with our words, everything we do. I pray, Lord, that if an individual do not know Christ as their Savior, under all of the witness of God's Word, they stand in grave danger. And I pray, Lord, that the individuals who are standing in that position, I pray that they will acknowledge that Christ, the witness of Christ, uh, death, burial, and resurrection, the mere fact that um, he's born uh, uh, the son of a man and uh, 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 Christ's child, Lord, I just pray right now that you will help them to realize that Christ died for their sins, that they're sinner; they couldn't save themselves, and they say, Lord, I believe that Christ died for me. And I believe that He's the Savior. Forgive me of my sins, for we who are believers, Lord, we, we, Lord, we, I, I don't know how long it will take, but Lord, I just pray for the Chicago Land Bible Fellowship Church to understand all the other things happening in our lives. They happen <clears throat> to develop us, to use us to Your glory. Help us, Lord, to be great witnesses for you in the time and slot that you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.